tired and we are mildly intoxicated i hope you enjoy this with <laughs> us this will be random crap that i've been thinking about for the past week some of it may be pop culture some of it might be politics some of it might just be starbucks <laughs> stories that miranda likes to share yeah um okay so the first thing before we drink too much is that i want to do something mildly serious that is Kind of a hot take right now, but I don't think it really is. So, I don't know if you've heard Miranda, but Ice Cube sent a letter to the Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. Guess which side actually got back to him? Republicans. Exactly. As always. And the Democrats were like, this seems interesting, but we'll wait after the election. Per usual. And the Republicans were like, no, 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 let's talk. So Donald Trump was like, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Everyone realized who listened to this pol- talk, po- podcast that Donald Trump is bullshit. Yes. We all know this. But for some reason, he wants to be a, a Republican president that reaches out to black people. <laughs> okay. I don't think he's genuine, but I do think, heck, he got past legislation so he's annoying yeah and racist but apparently is willing to act like he's not so <laughs> <laughs> better than uh, democrats at this point so he got democrats are driving me crazy with the whole like we have to wait for election we can't do shit and i'm like can y'all just take a fucking chance on something for once in your goddamn lives just like you know put it out there take a risk Take a risk. Just get back to Ice Cube. Like, that's not even... That is, why is that controversial? Why won't they do it? I don't even know what Ice Cube wants. Um, to be fair to him, actually, at first I kind of wrote it off, but it was like, he actually did consult people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And actually it was like, it's called like, I think the Black Contractor or something. And it's like, deals with like economic issues for black Americans, which like, continuously people have been talking about, right? And... They didn't get back to him. Like I said, like they were like, oh, we'll, we'll get back to you after the election, really. And Ice Cube was like, and it got out that Ice Cube was like going to potentially meet with Trump. And people were like, oh, you support Trump, blah, blah, blah. And Ice Cube was like, bitch, I support no one. <laughs> I support someone who's going to get shit done. Not necessarily Democrats. Let's be honest, yeah. guys. And so he's like, no, I want something for our vote, which is honestly, it's true. And it's like they do take advantage of the black vote always. And so people were annoyed with Ice Cube doing this. And I was like, dude, it's the Democrats' fault. Like, you realize that they could have, they cared less. That's how much they care about black people's vote. I'm like, do black people in the Democratic Party, that's the most abusive relationship I've yeah, ever Yeah, they seen. just assume they're going to get it. Because exactly. they're like, we're not Republicans, which I guess is a valid point. But, you know, you get to a point, it's not a valid point anymore. We're getting to that point where you're just like, dude, 
like I was talking to Miranda, I'm like, the fact that Joe Biden had the audacity to say law and order in a speech, I was like, bitch, you really your base is black people. Not white people who have racial issues. Like yeah, it's no. so it's like they don't care. They genuinely do not care. I'm telling you right now that like after election they're gonna be like fuck black people. As per usual. Exactly. And so I was just like but I do hate and this is the one criticism I have of Ice Cube and all the celebrities who decided that they want to be involved in politics in the general election. I'm like, bitch, you realize there was a primary for like two years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. There was like a primary yeah. for so long. And you did not decide to be engaged at all when you had a choice. When there was a candidate trying to meet the financial needs of people. I can't get so mad because it's like he was there. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> Someone Bernard. was trying to get people health care. Yeah. That's where it pisses me off on celebrities. I'm like, Ice Cube talking to Trump. That doesn't piss me off. Whatever. Whatever. What pisses me off is how all these celebrities were not involved when Bernie was saying, hey, let's do this. Because black people, and this is where the class dynamic interests in black people, Rich black people don't realize the way you know how black people succeed, taxing your ass. Yeah. And they don't understand that, which is why they don't support Bernie Sanders, by and large. It's going to take taxing you. And they don't want to do that either. So, a noise limit makes me so mad when black people do that, especially rich (laughs) black people. Because I'm like, there was someone here. There was someone here. And you decided to say, fuck that. And now you get stuck with Joe Biden. No, this is your fault. Yeah. You, you, you're stuck with him. We're all stuck with him. And you realize that he's atrocious. He might win. Yeah, so it's just like... I used to think he would, and I was like, yeah, we got Trump another four years. But I'm like, maybe we get Biden. Without COVID, Trump wins. Like, oh, I'm absolutely. sorry, you Because I was like, Joe Biden versus Trump without COVID. It's like, how do you beat that? Like, how do you beat that? I Even still have zero faith in people, though. Oh, that he could still lose? Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, people. I still think it's going to be like, he gets popular vote and Trump gets electoral. I think that could 100% happen. Still, because I was like, he pissed off, like, so many voters. Like, I, I was telling my mom things about Joe Biden. She got upset. And I was like, exactly. Also, like, there are people, like I've said, like, I, because I've told other people, like, I think it could absolutely happen where, like, he could win popular, but not the electoral. And people are like, you know, that just doesn't happen that much. As if it hasn't happened, like, four times in the last, like, 60 years. Because, like, it hasn't happened much historically. Well, I actually don't know the exact number. I know it happened in 2000, it happened in 2016, it happened again. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Like, twice of those were within the last two decades. It's bad that it's happened so frequently. Like, objectively, it's bad. Like, that word. Like, it people could 100% happen again very soon. Yeah, it worried people that essentially it happened so soon after because like it happening in 2000 was like oh well it's happened for one time like okay it only whatever it's like 100 years ago exactly so people I mean, are like, still sucks either way but it's like okay maybe that doesn't mean i mean fuck the electoral college anyway but it's like that doesn't mean the system is necessarily broken also i've always thought like people who are like i want the electoral college you realize that the thing quote unquote the founders were trying to prevent Ended up you. being um, protected by the electoral college. 
abolish this shit. Like, are you kidding me? Also, like, people being like, but what about all these, like, basically middle America? And it's like, I just want to let you know that land doesn't vote. If there's, like, because, like, cities will run everything. It's because people live in the cities. Yeah, dude. That's another issue, though. But like, why are people flocking to cities? Maybe you should answer that instead of staying in these towns. Also, um, I remember someone sophomore year was talking about how there shouldn't be, like, like people have always feared cheering the majority, which is why we have the system we have, partly. And I was like, bitch, we already do. Have you met racism in this country? But also, like, the term tyranny of the majority is low-key an oxymoron. <laughs> like, it's the majority. How is it tyranny? Well, they can fuck over the minority, which this country does I mean, expertly yes, but, like, when already. you think about, like, what democracy is supposed to be in, like, a fundamental poli-sci definition, whatever the fuck, I don't even know. Um, like, that's what democracy is. That's what it's supposed to be, is a, I guess, quote-unquote, tyranny of the majority, because the majority is supposed to get the decision. Yeah, which already, I've always said, like... It's fucked anyway. What do you... Dude, we already have it. Like, I was like, this system actually really keeps in place tyranny majority in a very weird way. I was like, why was Jim Crow allowed to to last so long? Tell me that. Like, come on now. Like, come on. Like, I'm always like, dude, tyranny majority exists all the time in this country all the time so i remember and then he laughed because i mean this is another black person who i said this to and he was like mm-hmm, i guess you're right and i was like yeah i was like that's this whole country's history is tyranny the majority like let's be honest so i just think about um oh gosh what was his name something goldberg from like the 60s i don't remember but he ran against i want to say lbj or Kennedy um, or somebody. That water. guy, Water, Goldwater. Something Interesting else. man. He's fun to study, but like he always talked about the tier of the majority and shit. And I'm like, can you shut up, dude? You mean you with black you people? Mean you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he lost. I but mean, yeah. of course. I mean, it was also kind of funny because he was definitely like more than anything a small government conservative, like more like what you see, like libertarian today. Because later on in his life, when, like, religious right and all that rose, he was like, fuck, no, I don't want people, like, talking about abortions and shit. Like, that's between the woman and her doctor. Like, the government has no business in personal life. And I mean that in every sense of the word. And conservatives didn't like that, that their icon was, like, no, an what, actual classic conservative. Because what's interesting about it is, like, he actually, so he and all of the other Republicans, right, mm-hmm. decided actively... That they were going to start the long, long southern strategy. <laughs> and he is the reason why they became that way. So it's funny that they rejected him <laughs> at some point. Because he's the reason why. They actively were like, we're going to use... Oh, well, I mean, they really started with like racial issues, of yeah. course. But like, it was just like, dude, did you not understand that this was going to turn towards other things? Like, they were going to be anti-feminist. They yeah. were going to be like super religious. Because... They were going to become the very opposite of the Democratic Party yeah. at the time. So you're just like, yeah, you started this, bitch. I mean, also a lot of that has to do with like his personal life because his daughter ended up having an abortion at one point. And then I think it was his grandson was gay. And so he changed his mind about like gays in the military, which we love people who change their minds. But it's also like, come on, no. it's so weird. Like he was like full on libertarian at the end of his life. And I think that's just so funny to me. Thank you for fucking up all our lives <laughs> um, along the way. Yeah, no, he fucked so much shit up, but... Like, uh... He's an interesting dude to look into. 
go. I've had a weird thing for planes. I guess if you want, I try to stay out of them. Because <laughs> um, I am a person who hates flying. Um, but that's the thing. So, okay. That was something. I don't even know how we got on that topic. Editing this is going to be hilarious. No, the whole point of this episode is it's chaos. We're just going off. Okay, so there's something else that I said I would probably talk about. So, I'm in poli-sci classes at Williams College, a.k.a. Neoliberal University, and it's annoying to be in poli-sci classes at this point. But one of my teachers brought up that Mark Zuckerberg is donating money. Maybe $300 million, I think is the number she said. I don't know if it's exactly that number, but roughly $300 million to local to states to run their local elections because states fund their elections and when and when she said that or maybe it wasn't her it was a classmate but and the response by one of the classmates was this isn't that suspicious because wouldn't that prime them to be in his favor if he ever needs something in the future and she just made a face and was kind of like, no. And I was just like, what? That's exactly what that does. <laughs> Dude, never. Okay. Never trust a rich person. just. Never trust. Trust. God, you're definitely intoxicated. Never <laughs> trust a, a billionaire when they <sighs> give money. Always question that to an extreme. Because I'm telling you, one, on the base level, whenever people donate stuff, guess what they're getting on that? A tax break. Yeah. Fundamentally, they are benefiting from donations. And obviously, and then also, one, he is right. It definitely primes people. Even if you don't think this is a bribe and you don't view it as a bribe, that does change how you view that person, right? And, and it does make it more favorable. Let's be honest. Everyone hates Mark Zuckerberg right now. Mm-hmm. What is that man going to do? Give money to clean up that image. Yeah. And also, don't you think it's funny that he's giving money to save democracy when his platform fucks up democracy. Yeah. Um, like what? That's just Neil. So I've read a lot of like articles and stuff in my time because I end up in my academic life and doing like my education history, like very looking at it like Marxist radical type points of views, which is actually like theoretical shit in both of those disciplines that are literally labeled Marxist. Um, but most of the source material is neoliberal. So there's a lot of me critiquing it. And a lot of what I see is that, like, they get, they're, like, one step away from really understanding why what they're doing is wrong. But they don't want to see what they're doing is wrong. They don't want to make that jump to say, oh, shit, I'm part of the problem. So just kind of, like, dance around it. And I think it's so weird because I was reading something about Cambodia back in, like, April or May for my education course. And they were talking about basically u.s involvement in cambodian education since vietnam and when we were involved in cambodian too for those of you who don't know vietnam wasn't just vietnam it was an entire southeast asian area of laos cambodia and vietnam and so we really fucked over cambodia and we decided the way to fix it was to take in human capital theory and capitalism generally of like the american version of it and take it over there and people were almost like, yeah, we kind of messed them up, but, like, we're helping them, right? And I'm like, no. You need to realize that part of the issue was us getting involved in the first place. Because they'll say, yeah, they were actually kind of fine. They weren't great before we got involved, but they were fine. They weren't as terrible as they were when we left. Um, and it's just they just won't take that step further. 
to really see what's going on. So it's always me just critiquing what they're saying. Yeah, that's all I do at this point. But it's like, I don't even... There's no point in getting an argument with a, a prof sometimes. I'm just like, you... I'm not going to convince you of anything. Oh, my props are normally on my side of it. <laughs> no. And so I'm always like, it's not even worth my time. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I, we were supposed to talk about something else, which is why I didn't press that. But I was just like, are you serious? That you think that Mark Zuckerberg is doing this out of the kindness of his heart. Stop. They want to because they want to believe that capitalism and free market ideology and all that, that Mark Zuckerberg kind of symbolizes at this point as a billionaire, that that's what fixes things. Because it's always a solution is the free market idea. Yeah. Like, literally with everything, there's, like, free market. And I'm like, why is that your solution to literally every problem? It's not a solution to any problem. Exactly. It's just not. And I don't know what's going to convince people at this point. I, I really genuinely thought, like, if this pandemic doesn't radicalize you it's not gonna happen nothing's going to because the government literally said fuck you to your face what you gonna do like i'm really like what else are you gonna do they really gave you twelve hundred dollars i mean of course depending how many kids you at have like maybe 600 here whatever they really gave you twelve hundred dollars and like that's all you get and you saw every other country get two thousand or how much a percentage of their wages every single month for sitting their ass at home. Yeah. And you that didn't radicalize you that maybe our country is not doing it right. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, if people aren't picking up their fucking pocket computers and actually looking into stuff and looking for information, then they're just they're being willfully ignorant about it. And a lot of people I know know that they're being willfully ignorant. They choose not to get involved. Because they don't want to have to think deeply about it. I'm like, you really just have to get yourself to do that at some point. Or you're just going to be sitting here as, like, I guess what like, I want to say as a sheeple. You're just literally blindly following it. Or you're just, like, getting, or you're, like, a middle-aged person who's just, like, how, do, how is this happening to me? Like, yeah. dude, it's happening to you because literally the system is, like, I'm just convinced that literally the system is, like, how far can I p- um, push poor people? Yeah. Until they break. Yeah, I'm, like, so convinced of that at this point. Because I'm just, like, you really are just pushing people, like, how far can we go with this? And I'm, like, pretty far, apparently. <laughs> Honestly, pretty. I'm, like, if other countries were doing this, too, like, we would have uprisings, like, in those countries. Because they just be, like, uh, no. My favorite thing that I see, particularly on, like, TikTok or other places, is people being, like, I now understand why the French Revolution just brought out the gu- guillotines. I understand. Well, they're, like, yeah, we just want to fucking eat off with your head. Like, we get it now. I get it. Because I used to think, wow, those French were crazy. And I'm like, no. Let's no. They know like what they were doing. Because it was even worse than like now, oh, right? Yeah, like, think awful. about it. like, And for generations of being screwed over. Um, yeah. Makes entirely a lot of we're sense. We're getting there. Uh, honestly, at this point. I'm like, y'all got max 20 more years. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be lost. I don't think we're going to make another 20 years without somebody just... Losing their shit. Because it's just like... Like, people are already losing their shit. No, I... <laughs> this is something my mom said, and I was like, dang. People are close. Because she was like, if I also did not have money during this time, and we were about to lose our house, and we were in that circumstance, she was like, I'd be in front of a politician's house right now. And I was like, oh! <laughs> but I was like, that is, like... the basic, That's where we're at. The basic fact of, like, that there are so few... Um, 
I think because the pandemic is like, we're at about point, but we definitely could be worse. Well, it's because, right, like, so a lot of evictions are not happening right now. If that was happening right now, I think we'd be there I already. I think, I hope, what really breaks the camel's back is if Joe Biden gets elected and all these things people think are going to happen, they're like, oh, you have to vote for him because we'll get la la la, we'll convince him. It's not going to. No, no, it's not going to happen. Hillary Clinton wasn't going to do it. We knew that. Barack Obama didn't fucking do it. And he said he would. <laughs> um, He literally said he was going to do all this shit and he didn't fucking do it. And I know people are going to be like, but like Senate, House. But like he could have probably pushed more. Um, uh, And there's also other things that he does that's just like straight neoliberal fucking capitalist. That's what he is. That this is political ideology. There's no and ifs or buts about it. And he said that multiple times. Like people do not listen to what he says. Like, I really, he said multiple times that he would be, like, any other time he'd probably, his ideology is probably moderate Republican. Mm-hmm. He's said that, everyone. Why are you yeah. pressing that he's some sort of progressive? He's not. And I just don't understand, like. And I think, I hope if Joe Biden gets elected and people are going to open their fucking eyes and realize none of this shit's, but like, basically the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are the fucking same. They have a lot of the same interest politically. They're just saying different shit to convince people to vote one way or another so that they remain in power and that they keep their money and that they keep their influence. That's all they care about is themselves. Yeah, so, you know what was funny about my class? Dude, I could talk about my class all the time. <laughs> like, I hate going to the school at this point. But, and taking poli sci classes at the school. Um, but one of my professors said... They were like, oh my gosh, Nancy Pelosi is so amazing. She's such a good politician. Person. And I'm I mean, just you can like, be a good politician and an awful person. Normally, that's how it works. Most good people aren't good politicians. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And look at Buttigieg. Good politician. Fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our life. Like, all you people, like, under fucking his age below, that's our life now. He is our life. He will keep going for it. I also, though, don't think he's ever going to win. because Absolutely not. He's, he's going to be like the Aaron. He's an Aaron Burr figure. He's just never going to get people of color to vote for him. Like, he's they're an Aaron always, Burr. They're always going to be like, fuck you, sir. An like, opportunist. He just will. wants the power and he's never going to get it because people know that. Yeah. Also, he's just like freaking annoying. Also, he's like... Everyone lied about their positions, to be fair. But he was the biggest like jump. Like, if you remember at the beginning of we the primary... We all he was going to, like, progressive it up. And then oh, I never did. I was one of the few yeah, people you who were like, like... You have no faith in anybody. I wanted to have some faith because I was like, he might be a white dude, but at least he's gay. Because, like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it was like, nah, it's not interesting anymore. I don't give a fuck. I sensed it. That's why I sensed it. I was like, there's something about this that seems fake. Like, and I don't know why, but it also, was just like, no. <sighs> the respectability politics of like i am married i am christian i go to church and i'm like shut the fuck up i don't give a shit about your religion and your husband actually no your husband's kind of adorable but like i don't give a shit yeah pete no one cares about you like i'm sorry and it was so (laughs) annoying how like mainstream media was trying to push him down our throats i was like we don't want him like it was so because like when you think about like the msnbc's i'm like it was perfect He's like white, gay, young man, Harvard grad, military man, knows 
an absurd amount of language he doesn't actually know. He just like kind of sort of has some knowledge of most of them, but doesn't actually have any fluency in anything but English. Yes, which no one called out, which was so annoying. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was, like that gets such a like beautiful idea for them, and then it just wasn't. Cause one, he sucked ass. Like he was like trying to be Obama, and I was like, stop. He's trying to be a gay Obama. He really was. Oh my God. And it was annoying. Like I was like, stop. <laughs> like. Stop trying to appropriate my black man right now. Like, it's just so annoying. Isn't that really is like white gay culture that was appropriating black people? That's what it is. We could, I could do a whole thing on that. I'm not gonna do it now because I'm uh, a little too tipsy for that. But, like, that's a whole thing of like gay people, white gays just taking from black culture. It's just like, what is going on? So, yeah, um, I think Nancy Pelosi is actually, like, I can't wait until that woman retires. Like, I can't wait because she's so annoying. Like, she's the most annoying human being ever. Like, I was like, girl, you're on my top five list at this point, okay? You're on a list with Dick Cheney. It makes it sound like you're ready to, like, kill people, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my top five list, watch out. (laughs) Dick Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) Top people I hate the most in politics. <laughs> okay, calm down, FBI, calm down. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. That is a. I want to be on an FBI list. You know, <laughs> like you can go to their list and see the random people they've put on their list to look out for. And sometimes it's like some shit. Like I don't know, who's somebody that's really not that problematic that was on that list. That's not MLK. Everybody knows that shit. I'm trying to think. There's like. I mean, probably anyone ever been Literally, involved with Black Panther. A lot of the, like, jazz musicians, like Louis Armstrong and them, they thought they were suspicious. Like, for no actual reason, or just, like, they were black and they're playing music. Um, <laughs> Like, that's literally it. Yeah. The FBI is the most problematic, one of the most problematic institutions in this country. It really Tell is. me I'm wrong, because it's just like... And to think I used to love Criminal Minds. No, when you see that that's what they're doing to that institution, you're like, the FBI should not exist. The FBI and CIA have done the worst damage to not in this country but the world. And it's, like, kind of <laughs> insane that we just accept that, like, oh, yeah, these institutions that are still around. I'm like, these institutions literally killed black people. Like, can we say, yeah. like, what? So, it's bad. Like, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the, I forgot what the name is, but it's about the... Um, uprising in 1968 around the Democratic Convention. There's a movie on Netflix about it. Yeah, yeah, the one about Vietnam. We talked about it in my class. I took. I want to watch it. It's actually see a what decent movie. I actually think it's a decent. It looks movie. really good. They have really good actors in it. Yeah. I do really want to watch it because I do. I I love a period piece that has to do with like a war period that has nothing to do with like actual battles. Like we're not gonna see any battleships or shit. Yeah. It's just literally like domestic. I love that. I don't like any of the other like war porn, I guess you would call it. Like yeah. Pearl Harbor type movies. I hate those so much. Also so someone was like they were like, Okay, can we just acknowledge that like when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, they were like, dude, that technically really wasn't U.S. It wasn't. 
that wasn't the U.S.'s. Like, that I was, like... <laughs> and I was, like, oh, my God. Right? Th- th- to think I've been studying history for so long, and for some fucking reason, like, I knew Hawaii wasn't a state until, the f- like, 53 or 55. It's one of those years, You forget I think. that, though, when they say that story, and you're, like, Ooh. Because they literally, they always tell you, we were attacked on American soil. It's like, okay, yeah, we were attacked on American soil. And I'm like, wait, what? No, that was 1942, right? You were occupying someone's land. That wasn't our shit. It's technically, like, on, like, an international law since still not ours. Like, look into that. The annexation of Hawaii was completely illegal. Like, the UN still technically sees it as its own country. It's just the United States that doesn't. We just kind of decided it wasn't anymore. Yeah, it's crazy that, like... When you realize that, you're like, uh, I'm sorry, and sir. And they're sitting here like, Japan never actually technically attacked U.S. soil. Because it wasn't U.S. soil yet. We were just being a fascist police state. But also there's like, okay, this is on the edge of conspiracy, but also there's truth to some of this, what I'm about to say. So like, okay, mm-hmm. so there's evidence to know that FDR didn't want to get into this war. Because he wanted to, I mean, to be real, and I even said this sophomore year, I was like, bitch, he needs to get into this war. He did. Because Hitler's going to come after us at some point. Like, let's be honest. Like, and you need to still be in this war while the UK's still in this war, mm-hmm. while Stalin can help. Like, you need to get into this war. But the American public did not want him to get into the war. Which I was like, can y'all not think a little bit in the future that they're going to come after us? That's, the U.S. is the l- <laughs> least good at that. They're really bad at that. I'm like, dude. So actually, I mean, there's no proof in that people have debunked the fact that he wanted Pearl Harbor exactly. But that he did want something to happen so that we would be pulled into this yeah. war. I mean, it's... That, I mean, that, that is a total historical argument you can absolutely make, and I've seen people make that argument. Um, you do have to be careful, though. It's like 9-11. I don't think 9-11 was an inside job. But, but the U.S. was looking for an excuse to go into the Middle East either way. And we already kind of were involved anyway. Oh, no, we've been involved. Okay, this so was t- just a way for us to get really, really fucking involved, like heavily involved while the American public wanted us to. Like, this... That's why we went to, like, Iraq and Afghanistan. It was Iraq, right? Yeah, it was Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we did it at that time. Because, like, 85% of the country was like, hell yeah. Freedom. Democracy. All that shit. Whatever. Because so, of 9-11. So I'm learning about the Middle East right now. And our involvement in the Middle East is, like, Wild. it's honestly been going on for so Yeah, because so we were allies with, it wasn't, was it Hussein? No. We were allies with somebody that is like, I think it was Saddam Hussein. We were allies with Saddam Hussein for mm. a while, but I could also be wrong. It was somebody that nobody likes. No, I don't think it was. It wait, wasn't Hussein. Wait. Mm. It was somebody that was like but also really. To be fair, okay, they could have been at some point, but I don't think they were no, it was always. Like, no, we weren't. It was like in the 70s to the 90s. We were allies. We were like working really like alongside some major middle eastern leader that for some reason i cannot think of the name of right now that like the entire american public fucking hates that we have since murdered um that was once our ally i mean we do stuff like that but no it's just like our role in the middle east is just so annoying and it's just like get out like my prof said something and i was like wow this is honestly beast okay he's like semi-radical it seems like he's his foreign policy politics is actually a little radical which i enjoy but it's like um trump was saying like i'll get out of like afghanistan but like 
he's not ever actually going to do it. But to the response to that, like, neoliberals on the Democrat side were like, we can't do that. And everyone was like, and my prof was like, what else is the move, though? Guys, we've been there for decades now. What is the move? What are we going to do? I feel like we're in, like, a Vietnam-type situation where, like, you're between a rock and a hard place. Like, getting out, just, like, pulling out immediately, which is honestly the best thing for us to do, it's going to cause a lot of bullshit. There's going to be a lot of violence. There's going to be a lot of death within the Middle East. That is inevitable. Either we stay and we personally kill them (laughs) or we get out and all hell breaks loose because we were in there in the first First place. place. And that's what happened with Vietnam, largely. When we left, we kind of, we didn't, like, just immediately pull out. It was, like, a slow thing. But still, that's kind of what happened after we pulled out. It's all hell just broke loose because we had destabilized them to a point they could not function anymore. Yeah, so it's just, like, you need to, um, that's why I think, and someone said this, and I was like, this is so true. The U.S. went to the Middle East, but not an end goal. Or not really a plan how to ever leave. We do that a lot. And you're like, yeah, you just went into that country. You really didn't have a plan of how you were ever going to leave, but you expected to leave. Also, they expect it to be easy, quick war. And I was like, why would you think that when you're about to fight in a place where you have your soldiers mm-hmm. have not been, they don't know how to fight in these areas? What are you talking about? See, no, this, ugh, I really, I really should get more informed on what happened in the middle east in more modern times like since the 80s you can have my really since the 70s i probably could because from what i hear from other people talking about it that i actually know what the fuck they're talking about i don't know much about the middle east not gonna lie um it does sound a lot like vietnam that we just went in there like oh yeah we're americans we're we we can do whatever the fuck we want um those are just we probably went in there with this idea that they're just like dumb muslim middle easterns like racism islamophobia all that shit I've been like, of course we're going to beat them because we're white Americans or whatever the fuck. Or, well, they're probably not sitting on their white people, but they're sitting everybody else and the white people are in charge. Um, I mean, also, you're fighting people and not that like America's not fighting guerrilla warfare to a certain extent, but you're fighting people who are just fighting guerrilla warfare. Like, they're yeah. not going to ever... There's not like a base. Yeah, they're not going to attack you like in a battlefield. Dude, they're just going to bomb you here and there. They're going to shoot up you here and there. They're like... What are you talking about? It's also a desert climate most Americans don't know shit about and how to, like, function in. Exactly. Which is another thing I hear. It's probably took them, like, a bunch of years to even get used to that even remotely. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, I remember one time, actually, I went to get new glasses. And the guy at my uh, thing, like, I think went to Iraq or whatever. And he said some, And I feel like maybe my mom said thank you for your service or whatever. I never say that because I'm like, I just look at them and I'm like, shit, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I never say, but I'm just like, I'm sorry you were put in that situation. And he, uh, he was like, he said something along the way, like, I, I'm not, or like, I don't, I'm glad I'm out of there, or I hate it there, or whatever. Like, and said something to that effect that he thought this war was pointless. And I was like, it was, dude. It really was. You went there for nothing. So whenever I see a soldier, I'm like, I, I know the impulse. I know why people say thank you for your service, yeah. but I'm always like, I'm sorry. I always want to be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like that's honestly a fair thing. I've met because I do have a lot of like military people who are currently in the military or have recently gone out. And the shit I hear, like, here's one thing. Let's talk about the military budget for a minute. My cousin did like inventory stuff for 
the Marines for a while. So he wasn't like, well, he was active, but he wasn't like combat for a while. He was literally just like, they would order stuff because they just had to spend the money. And he'd be like, yeah, they would just put it in storage somewhere. They wouldn't send it out to anybody, whether they need it or not. They didn't give a fuck. They just put it in storage to make sure that they spent all their budget so they could get a bigger budget next year. So, like, all that money the military gets when people try to make the argument, like, oh, it's for the vets. Like, it's fucking not. No, it's not. It's not. That VA is actually bullshit. Like, that VA could be run, like, way The VA, because people don't... Here's the thing about the military budget. It's not designed to help vets who have gone out, they've been discharged, whatever. It's not for the ones that are currently deployed or currently enlisted or anything like that. That shit's for the higher-ups. Yeah. The people who run the show. It's got nothing to do with everybody else the united states doesn't give a fuck about everybody else they literally look for what is largely considered to be like the fucking dirt pile of the united states like a lot of poor kids a lot of people of color things of that sort that they don't give a shit about that if something happened they died they don't think people would actually care yeah they don't I want to make these episodes short. We're, we're going to hit play like right after and just kind of continue <laughs> on something else. But I hate editing like an hour long podcast because it's annoying. <laughs> so this was I'm Woke and Tired. Follow us on Instagram. I really thought we were going to take pictures today. Yeah. I was really like, whatever. Cause I, I thought my sisters for so long today. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we were going to do that. But oh well. Follow us at I Am, working t- I am Woke and Tired. <laughs> Clearly getting intoxicated. <laughs> and please listen to this podcast share it with friends if you want um but that was it bye bye